1: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 222 of getting it out podcast that was spent from Salt Lake City Utah the song is called instilled and it's off of their EP to be written which came out pretty recently and I think it's a fantastic slab of hardcore yes that was hardcore from Utah we didn't know you could do that but you can you know what else they didn't think you could do in Utah was jazz But then they moved an entire franchise worth millions, probably billions of dollars, to Utah and called it Jazz. Still kept it calling Jazz. They moved a guy there called Pistol. They called him Pistol. His name was Pete Maravich, but they called him Pistol. And everybody these days thinks he was really good at basketball. You know, if you kind of look back at it, he he was okay. He just could pass really well. He was very flashy. But anyway, I'm way off the point. Now they got a Frenchman out there. His name's Rudy Gobert. It's like you could be from the worst place and then move to the next worst place what's next for them? Uh, Rhode Island? I don't know how does it get worse anyway I have nothing against Utah but I have heard it's a very beautiful place and I should go there sometime didn't they have the Olympics in Salt Lake City once anyway shout out to spent for sending me that track yes you can do that yourself too email me your songs to dan at getting and i'll play it on the show just like that and i'm glad they did i'm glad they reached out because i was already listening to them so it was cool for them to be like hey you should check this out and me to be like hey i already did and now you have too so when they message you and say have you checked this out you can be like yeah i already did dan made me all right so what else is happening on this episode of the podcast well i've got the return of brian mcturnan Brian McTernan was one of my favorite interviews I've done yet on Getting It Out Podcast. And that was back in like August of 2020 when we were talking about their debut LP, The Weight and the Cost. But now, Be Well is back with the Revelation Records debut. It's an EP called Hello, Sun, And big surprise, I love it. So I talked to Brian about that for a while and a bunch of other things. But you'll have to listen to that when we get there. First, it's the Hot Zone Getting It Out Podcast intro song. Let's go.
2: Damn, yeah, what's good all you bitches and ass? It's the illustrious hot zone Back at it again With another podcast intro He said, oh, you wanna do a podcast intro for the Getting It Out podcast? said, oh, shit, I gotta write a rap first, don't I? He said, no, you don't gotta write a rap first It's a hardcore podcast said, alright, I think I can maybe make that happen Let's see what we can do Kick it Make family out of friends Make friends out of Enemies. Peace to my family, make friends till they bury all the, we all the places we've been. We're never sitting it out. We'll be getting it in. Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been. We're never sitting it out. We'll be getting it in. Where you getting it out? Get in it out. All right, motherfuckers, you're in the right place at the right time. Rest in peace, Jay Money, and LFTW forever.
1: So here you find yourself right in the middle of a new episode from Getting It Out podcast episode 222-222, as I mentioned before. And I want to start this one by talking about gettingitout.net. Gettingitout.net is now available. After years of telling you it was coming, it's here. You can go there right now. Stop the podcast. Hit pause. Did you do it? You should have. And go to gettingitout.net. There you're going to find daily updates of music news that uh, pertains to the stuff I like. Underground music, extreme metal, uh, hardcore, punk rock, whatever the hell I want to is going to be updated there as far as music news. I'm going to try to keep that current daily. Okay. There's also going to be music reviews, show reviews, and those will come whenever they come. If you want to contribute, reach out. We might be able to work that out. But I also want to tell you about the 950 plus band pages I already have entered on gettingitout.net. If you go to the page and up top there's a featured bands button link. Click that and you'll get a list of over 950 bands in which I have pages for and each of those pages have links to all of their music videos, all of their social media accounts, a picture, some information, the bio that I took from wherever it's linked, wherever that came from, description of members some of it might be out of of date if it's your band and you see something that looks off there you tell me I update it it's that simple all right I've been working at this for a long time had quite a bit of help with it too and I appreciate any and everybody going to check that out right now if you're like hey man I want to run an ad on that page reach out we can do that too I am not fucking around with this anymore you're either on board or you're off all right you got it everybody got it are we all clear okay good it's a wonderful, beautiful week. It's going to be warm here in Pennsylvania, and uh, we're going to start this week off with one of my favorite interviews of the year, just like last time he was on. This is Brian McTernan from Be Well, but first, I'm going to play you a song from the new EP, Hello, Sun. It's coming out on Revelation Records. This song is called Shredless. It's been out for a couple weeks. I hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't heard it yet, please enjoy it now. obviously talking again because you got a you got a new be well record and uh yeah and i'm excited as soon as i saw you guys are putting out another one i was very excited with it because um no hyperbole or anything the weight and the cost was my not not just my favorite harker record of that year but it was my favorite harker record in years and uh, yeah i appreciate that and, I, and I, I feel like i wasn't alone with that at all so yeah so to see you coming out with hell of yeah, sound was really well, excited it was well
0: received and I, I was really excited about that because I just didn't know, I didn't know what to expect. It' funny thing is I think a lot of people are like, Oh wow, this is so soon. But I, I think that like, I'm not like the thing about waiting the cost was we started writing that in 2017 mm-hmm. and, and it, it was recorded for a long time. And then, then, then it was like finding the right label. And then that was all ready to go. And then the pandemic hit. And I think at the beginning of the pandemic, it was like, oh, we'll just wait a couple of months till this is over. And then it was like, oh, this is fucking <laughs> so so it really wasn't uh, it was, you know, it's it's it's. I mean, I guess it's almost two years anyway. So it's just feels like two weeks because I haven't, you know, <laughs> life It's just been crazy.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been a weird it's, it's been hard to tell time, uh, not in, in hours, but in days and months and weeks uh, over the last couple of years. And I, I, I mean, I mean, it sounds kind of weird, but I've kind of liked it.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. The thing is there are aspects of it. I've liked the thing that's been really hard on the band front is also like, shit's getting better. Shit's getting worse. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, like we had, um, we had an East coast tour with shrink anywhere and come back kit that we had to cancel. We had a full European tour that we had to cancel. Like canceling shit sucks because it's like, you know, it sucks for the people that bought tickets, but also like you just look for, I mean, I look forward so much to like traveling and meeting people. I mean, it's like, it's, it's a thing that makes doing all this so meaningful. And like, to, to like, now it's kind of like hard to get excited about things. It's like, you know, is it going to happen? It's like every time I turn around, there's like some new variant yeah. <laughs> and not final variant.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like it's tricky because uh, we've been here. Well, I don't know if we've quite been at this stage before, but it felt like we were pretty close. Like thinking back on last year, it's like, hey, I remember thinking in the summer we were done and then September came or whatever. And uh, we were all right back in it I don't think it's going to happen again But I don't know shit So, you know Yeah,
0: I mean, I think there's definitely a little um, A little bump up right now Like, you know, my daughter's school They had dropped the masks And they had a a big spike And now they're back And we have been I mean, I guess as far as things go We've been lucky as a band with it Because we did have those two tours We were really looking forward to um, Canceled, but we were able to sneak in furnace fast and mm-hmm. you know, a bunch, a bunch of dates that have been really cool. And, um, like we did, we, it, 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 well, the other thing is so much of what we've done has been like, you know, three dates here, five dates here. So it's like a lot, you know, I feel really bad for bands when it's like a two month tour yeah. and somebody gets sick and, you know, and you you, I mean, it's so hard. The, the good thing with B is, like, we 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 won't we probably won't ever make money. So <laughs> you don't care. But you know, a lot of the a lot of the my friends that are in bands, it's their livelihood, and I, I don't think people fully realize like how hard it is to like, you know, like it's like well, if you don't print a shitload of merch and sell it, you're not going to make money on the tour. But if you do print a shitload of merch and somebody gets sick, you still have to pay for that merch and you can't sell it.
1: Yeah, I you think know? I think you're absolutely right that a lot of people don't understand that that's that, yeah. that's the case. And even with these canceled tours, you're talking merch has already been printed up. Uh, you know, bills already need paid before you start out, and yeah, and if you don't go, yeah. you can't pay it, and the whole being.
0: yeah, right. And and then you know your crew and you know pe- It's they're so they this is just it was a it was a hard time for a lot of you know. Oh, the thing that's hard is like. Being in a band, it's so hard to keep your head above water, even in the best of times, Mm -hmm. when it's your professional job, you know. And I don't, I that's true for even really big bands. I mean, maybe not like the biggest, biggest bands, but like successful bands are still typically making a lot less money than like uh, the dads I'm interacting with at the bus (laughs) stop or the mall, you know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it it is a very 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 hard world to like you know make enough money to like support your family uh you know or <laughs> yourself for that matter and um this has been a real um it's it's been a it's been it's been tough for a lot of people i mean we're lucky because it's like we, we are like you know the downside for us is we're doing a shitload of touring but it it's it's like you know it's we it's hard to coordinate that because we're not twenty two and we can't just drop everything and and you know be gone for ten ten months. The upside is like we one hundred percent do this just for the fun of it, and yeah. we're not super you know like I'm fully prepared to walk away from this having lost a fair sum of money
1: <laughs> but having <laughs> Almost a lot of amazing, it, right
0: <laughs> having a lot of amazing memories. And, you know, making music that will live on forever, and knowing a whole lot of new cool people, and that's—I'm cool with that. You know, that's that works for me.
1: Well, it's probably been—I mean, correct me if I'm wrong—but it's probably been a long time since you've like really gone on a tour, like yourself, right? No, actually, no? because Battery went. Um, oh, that's right. You got yeah. in In two thousand
0: eighteen, we, um, we did a we did a we did a month long tour with H2O in Europe. Um, but we were spoiled because Battery was big in Europe, so it was like, you know, it was an established band, and we were like with H2O on a tour bus, and it was, you know, it was the cushiest tour I've ever been on. <laughs> you, know, was, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was, I mean, the funny thing is back in the old days, Battery would tour in tour buses over there, yeah. but they were like real shitty. You know, like <laughs> now they're like nice. <laughs> now they're like, comfortable and have a lounge and have a microwave and a coffee maker. And I mean, it's not, it's not as, um, it's, it's, it's so, but yeah, it's, it's been a long time since I've been like in a van, you know, mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, sleeping on floors. I guess we don't do that much <laughs> of, but,
1: <laughs> you know, I, I just went to just, just this year in February, I just went to Europe for the first time. Uh, cause my wife's from Milan, Italy. And, uh, ah. her parents were moving back here to the States. So it was like the, you know, the last chance to go visit her home, uh, her childhood home. And I, I loved it. Like the travel and everything, like the, the flight yeah. even, I never been on a flight that long and I thought it was, yeah. <laughs> and I enjoyed that even. Um, so it's,
0: it, yeah, it, it's, uh, Europe's awesome. The people are awesome. The cities are awesome. They're all, they're so different. And I, uh, you know, it's been so, it's been really interesting for me to see, like, how, even though, like, music scene has always been been really great there. But it's like, you, you know, the see, seeing that develop, like, the, the first time I went on tour in Europe was 1994. I'm dating myself. Now. <laughs> but we were literally playing in squats, and, like, we'd play a show, and then they'd, like, pull out cots, and we'd, like, sleep on top of, like you know, beer bottles, (laughs) like uh, in the venue, you know, hardly even swept up. And then, you know, like, and then now you go back to some of those same places that were like, you know, really rough squats back then. And now they're like, a lot of them still exist and the same people work there. And now they're these like really high functioning, like, venues and youth centers like skate parks and it's 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 a really it's a fucking it's a fucking awesome place to go and tour and make music and it's a it's an awesome place to travel to period
1: yeah well i can see why i can see why everybody wants to get back out there uh, and I hope, I hope i hope that's possible soon
0: yeah i mean we have um we actually have a, an awesome tour in october in europe with um hot water music boy sets fire and same i am that i'm yeah. really looking forward to um so that will be like you know god i i have to imagine that's going to happen right
1: right you well, we're not going to say we're not we're not going to jinx it and tell you it's not what i guess jinxing it would be saying it, it is going to happen but uh yeah, yeah i
0: mean i they 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 that i'm really looking forward to that and um you know we have like be well has like we have a label over there too like it's you know revelation's putting the record out here and Mm -hmm. and hits is putting it out there again so we have like a a a real nice be well community in europe that i like there's so many people that i correspond with online that like i can't wait to meet in person
1: that's very cool and all of you guys are you know veterans in this whole game right so i'm sure the the community is even larger when you combine everybody
0: yeah, yeah, and it's interesting actually because Battery, Darkstar, and Bane were like really different worlds, kind of like sure, it, yeah. it. You know, it's all kind of thing, but really was and different eras too. You yeah, know, yeah. Battery is a much earlier thing, and um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 really cool. Actually, it was so cool on the last Battery tour because we did it because it was like the twenty-five year anniversary mm-hmm. of. Um, our first tour and it was like all of these dudes that were like, which like showed up
1: in the shirt they bought 25 years ago, (laughs) you know, just like fucking into it. You can't do that. You can't wear the band shirt. You're going to see, come on. That's one of the rules. I, I, I I think you can, man. I think it's cool, man. (laughs) If you got the OG
0: 25 year old, first tour ever you need to bring that a receipt is, with you that's uh, yeah <laughs> as long as you did buy it on whatever discogs <laughs> or ebay you
1: can wear it yeah well um i i can't imagine that i'm the only one that's excited for uh new be well material hello sun specifically because like i said and like and like you said the weight and the cost was well received with the weight and the cost being so well received um Did it create any type of pressure on you to live up to anything on this new EP?
0: No, I don't think so. I mean, the thing is that I think that had I allowed myself to think about it, um, I might have felt that. But I think we just kept writing. And, And honestly, like... Like, if I allow myself to think about like what people like when we do this or like it really needs to be different or i just write the worst shit you can <laughs> fucking imagine <laughs> like my in my natural instincts are so much better than when i allow my like head to get involved so i try and not do that and i've just you know like being you know spending my life as a producer i've seen so many bands you know like Like, one of the reasons there's such a a distinct sophomore slump, it's, like, such a real thing, is that, well, there's there are a few big reasons. One is that you spend years writing your first release, right? And then you go out and tour and tour and tour, and then all of a sudden you're like, we need a record. And then you, like, sit down and where the first record you just wrote shit because you were, like, excited to be doing a band. All of a sudden it's like, we got to follow that up. Mm-hmm. you also then have like all the things that you hear, not only that people don't like about the first one, but love. Oh, I loved it. And then you, you can really like, I don't know. It's either like an overreaction to like what you feel like people didn't like, or it's like too much like, well, we have to do the thing people love about what we do. And
3: right.
0: for me, I, I tried to take the same advice I always gave bands, which is like, You know the last day in the studio i say go home and start writing the next record like get as much as you can get written written before people start telling you what they feel about (laughs) this and i in the same way that like you know the weight and the cost came from like i needed to write like i like it was really therapeutic for me to like you know sit down and be creative um like a lot of this just, I, you know, we just kept writing. And I mean, interestingly, hello Sun" was actually the first be well song we ever wrote. And we recorded it for the weight and the cost. And I always loved the song, but it just didn't come out. It just didn't hit. It didn't feel right. And so, and I loved the song and I didn't want to put out a version of it that I didn't feel good about. So we put that to the side and, um, it wasn't quite when we, when we, start writing this new stuff it i hadn't thought oh we'll, we'll revisit hello sun and then um i had it on like a a a playlist of things and it came on and it was like oh fuck this completely works with these and um i i'm really excited because it's just a, it's a special song for me. it's like a personal song that means a lot to me and i was really happy when it when it we, we were able to kind of like rework it before um, our drummer Shane wasn't in the band, and he had a lot of like really cool ideas to like take a new approach to it that really made it
1: work. Yeah, uh, well that that song in particular, I was going to get to it um, because I, the first time I heard it, I I don't think I I don't think I liked it. I thought this isn't not this is not what I want from Be Well. You know who gives a shit what I want, but right. That was just my initial thought, <laughs> and but now it's become my favorite song on it. And part of it is because of a lot of it, and like usually the case with your songs, is that I've read the lyrics, I've digested it, I understand what you're saying with the the personal stuff. For me, there's a I, I made I made a very personal connection with it in in that uh, a very good friend of mine took his own life about six months ago, left behind a wife and son. And it's like songs like this that I, that I wish he could hear, not, not because I think it changes anything, but just, I don't know, like he was a guy that I grew up going to shows with. He's, it's just like that, that this stuff that we've always liked, I can speak to us differently now and can mean something different. And I think that's something that you've done very well. And I think that's why. Be well has resonated so so well with so many people, specifically of a certain like generation of hardcore dude. You know, right?
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, that. I mean, I get like musically, it's like it's kind of a, it's 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 not like it it didn't fit with the weight and the cost, you know. And I and I can understand where it not wouldn't be necessarily a first listen,
1: you know. But I, I uh, thank you for giving it the time to let it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think as far as the sound, it was just at first I was like, this is this is too melodic for me, you know. But then, right. But then once it sunk in, you know, it's it's I love it. But yeah.
0: Yeah. So so it's funny you say that because I think that it's interesting. Like within the band, there are like some of the guys that like really are digging like you know the more the the more melodic stuff, and then and then it's like like our guitar player Mike Slabom. It's like. All he wants to play must is super fast, yeah. <laughs> super aggressive, like, you know, whatever. And um, I, uh, it, for me, it's always like, like, I love both. Like, I, I, I love melodic stuff. I love like crafting songs in that kind of way. There's like, there's like things you can kind of creatively do with like a groovier, um, more mid tempo song like that, that like are harder from a, like a crafting point of view, to, with a song that is like 240 bps, you know, like <laughs> Right, right. The, um, But uh, but for me, it's always the balance of it all. Like I love these six songs together because t- to me, it feels like a complete. It feels like a complete thought, and and part of the thing that's always hard about. Um, the way records come out now where it's like, we're going to drop a single and then six weeks later, we're going to drop another single and then do the record. Like I would prefer if everybody heard it all together. I feel yeah. like yeah. it, 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 it makes more sense to get like, hello Sun makes more sense in context when you're hearing it, like with treadless and like, you know, like this, it feels more like be well, but I mean, soon enough, I just got the tracking number for, the vinyl's going
1: to be here on Friday, so I'm tickled. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> I and you know it's funny that you say that about listening to the songs, because um, I I prefer to hear everything all at once, right? Like like you said, I, I, that's how I want to listen to it too. I'm not going to listen to it piecemeal. I'm going to listen to it all all at the same time too. And uh, I heard, but I, but I saw you guys had new songs out, so I listened to Treadless. I listened. to I will leave you with this, and then and then you know I, I get to eventually a couple weeks later I get the uh, all six of them. And I yeah. bring, I put on the ones I hadn't heard first, you know. So it's it's like out of it's out of the out of the the, the sequencing. It's just and it, you know it's like oh these ones this song I wasn't expecting in here. And uh, but anyway, the, the, saying all that to say, now that I hear it all together and uh, process it the way I think it's supposed to be processed, I I really enjoy it. With the weight and the cost had a very in my in my feeling like a heavy heaviness to it. With even with the the album cover, you know the. the yeah, picture the the rainy picture on the Beltway. Yeah, uh, the title, everything. Uh, uh, the, but Hello, Sun kind of seems to uh, bring the opposite to the table, like just visually.
0: Yeah, I think. I mean, the thing is that that like I think that it's interesting because I think that um, the way in the cost, like I didn't know what was happening. Like, like, as crazy as that sounds, it was like through making that record and writing that record and just kind of talking about, you know, like, like really seeing these thoughts for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, really like opened my eyes to like how dark of a place I was in my life at that time. And and it's interesting because I think that um, Hello, Sun is like, I mean, it's not light you know like you know (laughs) like you know content wise it's not necessarily light but it's very different because i think the vantage point from which i'm seeing it is completely different Mm -hmm. i am not scared right now like where like if i'm being like completely honest i was like terrified of what i was feeling when i was writing the weight and the cost i didn't i didn't I I had put off so I had buried so much of that for so long that like I felt like I was like at the bottom of a hole with no you know nothing like no I couldn't see any light and where now I it's like now it's like I mean I'm you know I mean you you're catching me on a very good day um <laughs> today and you know but I'm up and down and I'm not and it's it isn't like oh I made this record and it fixed my brain. Like it's not, that is not, that's not how it works. But the, the thing that, um, the weight and the cost really did for me is that it made me realize that I am like really not alone in the feelings that I have, you know, like I think that like I, you know, the hard thing is when you don't talk about what you're feeling, you have no way to know if there's anybody else that feels that same way. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, especially people of like, you know, a certain age and (laughs) time, I think when we're growing up, it was just much less, you know, it was much less acceptable to talk about some of it. And, um, and I think like when I was younger and writing, you know, it's like, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're 19 and you're writing,
2: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: Like you know, kind of like, you know, depressing lyrics. It's like, oh, there's kids being kids. It's like right, right. you know, when when, when and I, I like had you know, I had really no interest in like being back in the i have I n I've I've never I, I'm not someone that wants to be in the forefront of anything really anyway. But but like you know, like I'm like, right. We did the weight and the cost. And it's kind of like, I I mean, like I can listen to that record and I can feel like the panic of it. And I, I felt like, like I was kind of in the center of the, you know, the I have a storm in a sense. And like, I didn't, I didn't have any like real perspective on like what any of it really meant. We're now like, I'm like, I am like, I am like, I feel very seen. I feel very supported, and I have a handle on what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like knowing that I can like. I feel like, I feel like my friends. It's not like we're sitting around like talking about, you know, like what's going. And you know, it's it's not like I'm like calling people all the time, and I'm like I'm having a really bad day, or <laughs> I'm really depressed, or things like that. Yeah. I just think that. In general, I think that people knowing that I am, you know, this is like an illness that I suffer from, Mm -hmm. when they're not hearing from me, instead of them being like, dude, what's up with Brian? He's like, not checking in. They check in. (laughs) You know, like, which is fucking rad. And like, you know, like right now I'm dealing with, I just like, I I just found out that like my mom has cancer, which is like fucked and like really kind of like. And, and to, caught me off guard, um, and it's like the support I feel from people. I think people understand. It's like I think, I think I had a lot of friends for a long time, and were like, it's "Fucking Brian, you know, he's in charge, you know," <laughs> which I was in the studio. Like that's how people knew me, and I think because of that, I wasn't the person you felt like I need to check in on him. Mm-hmm. And I think that like the the record and even people hearing me talk on podcasts and open up about like what's going on. I think it gave them, I think it actually completed the picture. I think people like things that people used to think about me, like, Oh, he's being a dick or he's, he didn't come to the show or like, you know, maybe processed as like the wrong way now realize like, Oh, maybe he was like in a bad spot, you know? And I feel like very much like more connected and closer to my friends and family now. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is fucking rad So anyway, I guess circling back I feel like I I can like listen to the songs On Hello Sun and feel like I am moving in a direction that feels Good You know, I'm seeing this and processing It in in a different way Even though the themes are kind of the same The vantage point feels completely Different to me
1: That's interesting, it's interesting too because Like you said, you wrote hello sun first you wrote hello sun back when you were doing those wait and call songs
0: yeah 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 the thing the thing is um the thing that the i changed some of the lyrics Hmm. when we redid it um with a new like like the chorus was was different like the way the way that it there's the, there's aspects of it I changed the, the and part of it was why I didn't why it didn't come out before too I mean it wasn't just like the sound of the mix it was like the song just didn't fit right and I made some tweaks with this like kind of newfound perception I guess and um, and it's cool and I, I like I like I, one of the, I like that you said like that the feeling is a like kind of more positive around this I I wanted that like I don't I, one, I was happy. I was really worried that that the weight and the cost would just be like people would just think it was like just this depressing, miserable record, which it isn't. It really isn't. And I was happy when people didn't feel that way about it. Um, even though it did look kind of gloomy, I was also really excited that this, um, the art, and you know, just the general look of the new the new stuff was m- more hopeful. Yeah. Yeah, um, And the art was really cool, actually, because the illustrator, um, it was like the guy in that actually, like on Instagram, he's become a really good friend. And I was walking um, in Baltimore and there is this this warehouse I walk by all the time. They were just starting to tear it down. Mm-hmm. And I sent him a picture of it and was like, oh, something like this would be really cool. And he just like sent me back the drawing. And it was like, oh, fuck, that's <laughs> so cool. You know, And it's like. This, you know, you're getting, you're flying away from the wreckage, kind of like, it's just, I don't know, it's just like a really, it was a really cool. It um, is cool.
1: I have it up on the screen right now. I'm looking at it, um, w- just because I'm curious. Around what area is the warehouse in? Uh,
0: so it's like right on 83, kind of like, um like you pass it on 83 if you're coming on the right if you're coming south. So it's right by like Woodbury.
1: Okay. I, I I mean, I, I, I did that drive literally hundreds of times in my life, so I, there's no way I don't yeah, know I'll, what you're talking I'll, I'll about.
0: Text, but. I'll text you the picture, but it's funny because it's like, you walk by these old buildings all the time, and it's like, oh, shit, they're knocking that down. <laughs> so, like, I was, like, out on a Which walk. Which they, they could do life. more of in
1: Baltimore, by the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, they probably should, yeah. <laughs> but I was walking with my wife, and I'm like, hold on, and I, like, climbed, like, down into the, like, you know, the Jones Falls, yeah, up like, yeah. behind the fence, and took all these different pictures and sent it to him, and uh, it, it was it was really cool. I mean, the, the thing is, I, like, we're also so lucky because we have like all of these really talented people around us in in the band. Like the the guy that did the illustrations, like super rad. The guy that did the layout is like a really dear friend. Like, there's just a lot of um, good vibes. Around the band, I feel like we have like a really like caring and talented and inspiring group of people surrounding the band.
1: I, yeah, I mean, obviously, that is the case because I mean, if you feel it, and it just seems so, to be so true. And everybody, and here's the thing that I that I kind of wanted to bring up. And it's, it's it's about you specifically, but I only hear people say good things about you. And I know people just say, and I maybe that's just who I'm listening to. But that's like, like you are a well liked person by everything that I've that I can see. And usually, somebody that's as well known as you, that's not the case. Um, and, well,
0: I appreciate. And that. I feel like
1: the same can be said for Aaron and Mike. I don't know the other two guys or know yeah. much about them, but you know, like, and yeah. it just seems like it's it's like a good karma thing with you guys. And I'm glad to see that this is working out so well. I, we talked yeah. last time about how sometimes when when uh, the old, quote-unquote older guys get together and make a band, it's kind of like half ass and just seems like they're trying to relive something. But there's something different about Be Well. And you capture it on the way yeah. to the cost, and you continue to do it on Hello, Sun. And I think that's, again, one of the reasons why it seems so sincere and real to a lot of yeah, people. Yeah,
0: I I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, my bandmates are all – they're just great. I mean, I like, kind of won the lottery in that department. And I appreciate you um, – I, I never, you know, I, 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 I like to hear that I'm well liked. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I don't worry about it, but you know, the hard thing about being a producer is part of the job is telling people things that they don't want to hear, yeah. you know? <laughs> and it, it often isn't till well after the fact that they're able to process that you're doing that because you care. And like, I think that, um, you know the job is to push you know push people it's it, it it it's like you have to you have to see something beyond what they can even see in themselves and and really push to bring that bring that out of them and that can come with some ruffled feathers for mm-hmm. sure and and i think it is interesting because sometimes you know i'll like you know get an email or you know somebody will reach out from a band that, that felt like that was a tough record and then they'll they will in hindsight be like oh you know then maybe they go in with somebody who doesn't care and it's funny because i used to say to bands in the studio i started kind of trying to give them <laughs> some perspective say like you might not like me telling you this could be better over and over and over again right But I promise you one day you'll be on the other side of that glass and someone will not care and you'll say, how was that? And they'll go, I don't know. Fine. What do you think? And you will all (laughs) of a sudden realize, oh, shit, (laughs) I'd rather have the guy pushing me and caring than the guy that is just like checking his Instagram and wants to get home in time to watch football game
1: you know <laughs> i can i can relate <laughs> to that entirely and i, I won't name names because a baltimore producer i worked with him twice recorded two records with him the first time he gave a shit we loved it the second time he clearly didn't give a shit and uh, we never even released it you know <laughs> like yeah. yeah
0: i mean i i think that you know look like i think that if i if i look if i'm like being honest and i look at my career right like i think that you know there is like I can listen to records and I can think like sonically I miss the mark or you know whatever whatever it is. Yeah. I just think that I really I really fucking care about the records. I really cared about the bands and like I think that whether or not every record was everything every band ever dreamt, I don't think there are a lot of bands that left feeling like I didn't care and I didn't give it my all, which I'm very proud of. You know, I feel like you know that that to me like the other things i can't control like i can't control how much someone's going to like something or how much something's going to sell or does it you know does it turn into everything this band ever wanted it to be and that's a lot of pressure you know to put on a situation so like the one thing i can control is how much i care and how hard i work and i feel like in my life i have made an effort to give my all with the things I spend my time doing. Well, so, it does make me happy that <laughs> what you hear is that I'm well liked. I'm going to tell my wife that.
1: <laughs> Good. i I'll tell you, it comes from a lot of people, a lot of people's bands you've, you've had in the studio, a lot of people. But we're talking about uh, how much you care about what you've done and what, you've, you, know, what you do with these bands. Uh, tell me about the song uh, I Will Leave You With This.
0: So, yeah, I mean that, that 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 I I I that song is a song that it's kind of written about what we're talking about here, and I think that it, it, it's it's it was really interesting because leading up to the weight and the cost coming out, um, I really didn't I really didn't ever do interviews, right? I never really talked to people that weren't like. The bands themselves about like the records i had made and i i kind of like always had this very like you know it's it's really hard you know it's like in my mind it's like oh fuck that record should have done better or that mix could have been better or like oh i had never heard i don't hear from the band they must not be ha- i i had like basically held on to all of the negatives and i didn't have like a perspective on like what do these records mean to people that like bought them you know, yeah. that have, like, what does this mean to, like, these records? It's like, they're probably, like a, like, a lot of people probably have 20, 30, 40 records that I helped make sitting on their shelf, right? And it was so cool, like, talking to people for Be Well and hearing from people, like, like how much the records I helped bands make mean to them. And, I, I mean, it sounds kind of crazy that I never, like fully process it, but I just didn't. And I, I think that, um, I think that like, you know, during that time leading up to making the weight in the cost, like I had this like internal narrative that I had like wasted my life, mm-hmm. you know,
1: yeah. like,
0: like, and I had let a lot of people down and like, I, you know, like I, I, I was so kind of caught up in the, the fucking, like my depression and 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 just all of it. it and and I never allowed myself to go holy shit <laughs> like <laughs> this is so fucking rad what I've been able to do and it's so meaningful and it's not just it's not just meaningful to me or the bands that like I helped make these records but it's like meaningful to people that just love music and for me music i mean The biggest impact music had on my life was well before I did it professionally. It's when I loved records. When I would buy a record, by the time I got home and even put it on the fucking turntable, I'd read the lyrics 20 times on the bus getting home and I had picked out which song I wanted to listen to first. And I kind of just, I don't know how, but somehow I lost sight of like that thing, that magical thing that completely inspired me to spend my you know to like want to to invest my life in music I did that with my life I did that for other people I made records that were for them what the magical records that shaped me were for me and how did I never ever allow myself to take any joy in that and so I guess like that song is basically just me realizing that like it's fucking rad how I spent my life and I'm super fortunate to like have not only like gotten to do all these awesome things but got to spend my life working with so many amazing people and like making these records that like really have shaped people's lives you know they've shaped my lives my life you know not to like I to this day listen to so many of the records that like help make and and I just I, I just feel like i i i i just lost i lost sight of it and 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 i'm not gonna i'm really not gonna let myself ever do that again and that that's kind of the gist of what that song is about
1: well that's that's a that's a awesome i I'm, I'm very happy for you that you were able to gain that perspective uh because but that's but it's i think it's totally natural to lose that perspective um especially when you're when you're chasing the next thing, even, even you, we don't realize we're chasing the next thing, right? We just, we just get caught in the what We're doing and realize that we're, we're not appreciating what we, what we have. Well,
0: it's so funny. You say, you say that about like the next thing, because it's like, I, one of the things that I, I love about be well and doing be well is that it is not at all about the next thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Like when I was a kid, when I was doing records, it's always, you know, it was like, what's next her? Who's going to put out the next record? Like, is it going to be bigger? Like be well, it's like, I mean, I know that this shouldn't be working as well as it's working. <laughs> like, I know that yeah. like it is not lost on me that like a bunch of, you know, mid to late 40 year olds should not be starting a hardcore band that people care enough to take their time to like interview and listen to and care about. Right. And we're really fucking lucky. And my wife gets really mad all the time because I'm always like, this could be the last time I ever make a record. This could be the last time I ever go and do a show. <laughs> and I'm not going to like miss it by worrying about one things I can't control about like how ma- many are we going to sell? <laughs> how big are we? Like, I'm not going to miss it on that. I'm also not going to miss it looking, worrying about like, what else, what better might come along? Like, it's so fucking rad that it's happening, period. And like, and like, I actually, she gets mad because she thinks it's depressing to think about it the way I think about it, where I feel completely inspired that like, every time could be the last and it might, and it might never happen again. And I always think about this. um, There's this rites of spring lyric that I say to myself almost every day, and it's drink deep, it's just a taste, and it might not come this way again. And I am so inspired by that. And I really like, it really has like sunk into my soul without (laughs) sounding super cheesy, but I'm not going to miss this. I'm not going to like get to do all this awesome stuff that I never in a million years thought was going to be happen, and miss it by looking forward and, worrying about a bunch of shit that doesn't matter and may never happen. And that's like a perspective I could have never had when I was twenty. You know? Like yeah, that yeah. it's not and it isn't depressing. And I know that that these things are fleeting because if you had asked me before Battery and Milltown and Ashes all broke up when I was twenty one, I would have told you, Oh, I'll just start another band. Well, it took me twenty five years to start another <laughs> band, you know? And if I wait twenty five years
1: to do it, I think we'll just be playing at the senior. Center. <laughs> <laughs> well, it took you twenty five years, but would you would you consider maybe maybe not necessarily uh, monetarily, but would would be well already be the most successful and I'll say this more fulfilling, most fulfilling band you've had. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think
0: Battery was really quite popular in Europe, so I don't really have, you know, I I don't. I don't know, like in terms of like record sales or you know, you don't know monetary. Know the exchange
1: rate. Yeah, we got. It.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I will say doing be well is without hesitation the most fulfilling creative endeavor I have ever done in my life because it one it's just completely like reinvigorated my love for music and what it's meant in my life. It's given me a perspective on it that. I lost and, and, and I feel like I am like closer to my wife and daughter. I feel like they, under, like Buell has helped them understand me in like,
3: yeah
0: in a way, like I'm able to sing about things that I can't talk about mm-hmm. with them. I mean, I could talk to you about them, yeah, <laughs> but <yeah. laughs> I can't sit down with my wife and daughter and, 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 and be open and honest the way that I'm able to. And it's also like, I think that, like, my daughter realizing like, how depressed I was and how what a dark place I was in. It's funny because so many people said to me leading up to the weight in the cost, like, are you sure you want to put this out? Like, your daughter's going to read it, you know? Okay. And I'm just like, that's the best thing that came out of it. Like, she knows who I am she still loves me, you know, yeah. she loves the band. It's like, I actually worry sometimes that she likes the band too much. She wears it. <laughs> I don't want her to get teased, you know, <laughs> but that's so and, cool though. Yeah. And, 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 and it's like, I'm getting to go out and, you know, like we, we played at furnace fest and I'm like, we're about to, you know, we're about to go on stage. And it's like, we go on at like 1230 and I'm thinking, right. no one's going to fucking be here, right? It's yeah. like, you know, like we're on a Sunday, it's super early and we're about to play and I look over and Anthony Green from Circus Survives there and all the piebald guys are there. And turnstile guys are there. Hot Water Music guys are there. But like, just and I just thought like, wow, this is the coolest shit ever. You know what I mean? Like, These guys, a lot of these guys have only seen me sit in one chair in front of a fucking mixing console for 25 years. And they're about to get to see me play and do my thing in my art after helping them do their art for so long. And it's, I don't know, it's like to like also have, you know, to kind of, you know, just like the weight and the cost. It's like this collection of isolating feelings, you know, to put that out in the world to find out that like how not alone I actually was, how universal a lot of the feelings that I had that I felt like I only had, it just, it's, it's like makes it a lot less scary. It's like, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: like when I was feeling that and I'm like writing those songs and I'm like felt completely alone, you know, like that's fucking, you know, like, (laughs) I was scared and I was having feelings that were scary. And I'm sitting there at the dinner table with my wife and daughter. I'm feeling like, am I the worst fucking thing for the people that I love the most? Like I don't know that there's like a worse feeling than that in some ways, you know? And I just kind of look at where I'm at now. And it's like, you know, I had some really bad days, you know, and I'm far from like a perfect parent, but I feel like, so much closer to them and i feel like they have such a better understanding like my daughter instead of like she comes home and i'm kind of in a bad spot and i'm like instead of her thinking i don't care she knows that like i'm struggling with something and that is a big difference for her in terms of how she's processing what's going on with me um so yeah i mean like creatively also i just feel like when I was younger doing bands, like I didn't have the skills to be able to write the things that I'm able to write now. And I didn't have the life experience. So I'm, um, I feel like when I listen to this stuff, I feel like this is, I'm really proud of it. And not in an, I, not in like a statistical way at all, but in a, like you, but we've worked as a band, we've all worked hard to be able to like translate our, Creative ideas in the way that we're able to now. And I don't think that we were able to, you know, when we were younger. Yeah. I can't speak for all the other guys, but for sure I wasn't. And it's sometimes I'm like, man, it would have been so. If we had done Be Well when we were like 22, we could have been huge. But <laughs> it's like, we couldn't have done Be Well when we were 22 because we didn't have the life experience to draw from. We didn't have the, you know, the skill, the songwriting craft chops. You know that we have now, and you know it's also like it's funny. I, I was joking with my friend, saying like, "Man, this is like the best midlife crisis ever." <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: So there you have it. That was my conversation with Brian McTernan of Be Well. The song you just heard, I will leave you with this off of the new EP, Hello, Sun out May 20th on Revelation Records. Go pre-order it. Go buy it. Do what you can to scoop it up because before you know it, it'll be gone, just like their last record, The Weight and the Cost, is now. If you got a copy of that record and you want to send it to me, go to my Instagram profile. My address is right there. You can send it to me. You can send me whatever you want, and I'll be. I'll even do you the the... The, uh, the, the the privilege of opening it up for you on camera you can watch me open up you can watch my eyes light up as I open up the things you send me uh, on getting it in the mail on getting it out podcast instagram page at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast how about that that's a, that's, a, that's 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 got to be enticing to you isn't it all right I bet Okay, so um, again, go check out gettingitout.net. That's where lots of stuff's going to be from now on. I don't feel like I should even plug the social media shit anymore. You should just go to the website, all right? Um, But I do want to again mention how much I like this new Be Well record and how much I like the last one. But really, this new one, it's awesome. it it, It grew on me a little bit. At first, I was a little apprehensive. Didn't think I liked it as much as I liked the other stuff, and now I think I like it more. So, you know, one of those records that needs to sit with you a little bit, at least for me, and that's cool as hell. Um, That's going to be it for this episode though uh, I needed to get this out quick Because I know how Brian is He's going to be on every podcast in the, next, in the next three days Every podcast on earth is going to be featuring a member from Be Well So I got to get ahead of the curve um, I'm probably already behind But I'm doing my best I'm going to end you with a song from a band that I really like A band very special to me It's Permanent Mistakes out of Baltimore, Maryland Featuring members of Noisem Exhumed Pulling Teeth Ex-members of Integrity Ex-members of Dead Mechanical, current members of State Drugs, all sorts of cool bands, but they're playing melodic hardcore punk. You heard a song on an earlier episode with No Heads, now I'm going to play you another track off of that demo. It's called Anchor, and you can uh, I think you can still buy them from A389 Records, but they might have sold out already. So if you missed out, you missed out. But they are available on streaming services everywhere, so go check it out. But first, check out Anchor from Permanent Mistakes. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
2: Wow.